Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And we do invite you to call in at that number that was just given to you, 303-690-3000. And we want to welcome everyone as you are tuned in to Calvary Live today. Hope you're having a blessed afternoon, blessed evening. And so give me a call, 303-690-3000. I am Jeff Figgs. I pastor Calvary Greeley in northern Colorado. And I'm here to take your questions and your prayer requests. So I'd love to talk to you about the things of the Lord. I'd love to be able to pray with you. So that call-in number again is 303-690-3000. It's great to grab that uh, open line while you can at the beginning of the show. And uh, and then uh, let's go to the Word of God to get answers. Let's go to the throne of God to receive comfort and uh, and just be able to present your prayers before him. We're so blessed to be able to do that. So again, the call-in number is 303-690-3000. And then there's a means, another means for you to be able to ask questions and uh, give prayer requests, and that's through a dedicated text line, and that is 720-336-0897. And so I'll repeat those numbers throughout the show. I would, uh, if you're new to um, Calvary Live, get those numbers in your contacts, and then you can just pull it up. The call-in number, 303-690-3000. And then the dedicated text line, be safe when you text. And that is 720-336-0897. Let's begin to talk about the things of the Lord. So give me a call. Hope you're having a great afternoon wherever you are. Welcome Grace FM listeners along the front range uh, of Colorado into southern Wyoming. We got a beautiful, beautiful, clear day. And hope you're having a great day as we've entered into a new month. And uh, we're going to see that the seasons are going to be changing here in the next few weeks uh, as we get closer to spring. But I hope that uh, the season spiritually begins to change for you. If you're in a time of uh, maybe you've gone through a, a season of coldness and barrenness and and uh, just uh, whatever the case may be, it feels like winter to you. Um, that to know that we're here to bless you and encourage you any way that we can. So 303-690-3000. Also want to welcome all those on the East Coast uh, that are listening on Hope FM and Truth FM. Uh, you too can call it that number, 303-690-3000. And, uh, and we'd love to uh, talk with you guys, love to hear from you guys out East. Such a blessing and I want to remind you that as you're listening to those radio stations that it is a week delayed, but you can call. We can have our conversation, and then you can tune in next week and listen to it. And then the online listeners, I do want to welcome you as well. We get listeners from all over the country. Uh, If you're listening on your smartphone or tablet or on the Grace FM website, uh, welcome, welcome, everyone. Looking forward to what the Lord has for us in this next hour, I would like to start out the show by praying for those in Tennessee. I believe it's in tr- on Truth FM that that gets portions of uh, of Tennessee. But of course, as most of you know, 
that uh, tornadoes went through uh, Nashville, through the heart of the city, and through the state of Tennessee last night. Uh, the last I heard, there was 22 recorded deaths, and that death toll may rise. I don't know if it has throughout the day, but devastation. And so we want to pray for those in Nashville and those in Tennessee um, as those uh, tornadoes came through. You know, I grew up in eastern Kansas, and, and I've seen the destruction that tornadoes can do. I remember being five years old, and uh, when uh, the first recorded uh, EF5 tornado went through Topeka in 1966, and and just the devastation was uh, terrible. And then, of course, not long ago here uh, in northern Colorado, not far from where I'm sitting, uh, was the Windsor tornado that went through um, Well County here and into Windsor, did a lot of uh, damage. But uh, we're going to be praying for you guys out at Tennessee, and uh, we just want to lift you up right now. As Father, I just pray for those uh, that um, that have experienced just devastation and destruction through the tornadoes last night. So we lift up the family members of those who have lost loved ones. We pray for your comfort. We pray for your Lord's strength given to them. Uh, we pray for the first responders, those who uh, are there uh, and going through the devastation and the destruction. Uh, for the residents who have lost uh, property and and so much businesses, things like that. Lord, it, it's hard in, in a moment how uh, that can be taken away, life and property and and uh, what we've worked for. But I do pray that you would be with uh, those uh, of the Christian community in Nashville. I know there's uh, many Christians there, chaplains, that they're able to minister and bring um, a message of hope, a, a message of peace um, and comfort to the people. We know that you love Tennessee. We know that you love the people of Nashville. So, Lord, we just lift them up to you. We pray for this time of healing. Uh, we pray for a time of recovery that you would, Lord, have your hand upon all those affected by those storms. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. So we'll continue to pray for those in Tennessee. Love you guys out there. Um, and uh, continue to pray for our nation. You know, there's a lot going on right now. And uh, maybe there's some things that, that you're wondering about. Uh, there's a lot going on with the coronavirus. Uh, uh, people are, are afraid right now. People are anxious. What's going to happen with the coronavirus as it spreads and it's beginning to be seen on the East Coast now? And uh, what's going to happen with the elections? What's going to happen with the stock market? Is the stock market just kind of crashed again today, and there's so much uncertainty. And I want to remind us, all of us that are listening right now, that our certainty is in Christ and to look to him and to to know that his promises are true. And, and uh, those are reminders that we need to give to each other and that you and I as Christians, we have uh, the Lord that loves us. He's with us. His promises are still, still true for us. Uh, he's uh, the true and faithful witness, and he is going to see us through, and we have a glorious future. So if you need to be encouraged or you just got any questions, uh, we want to encourage you in every way that we can. So 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, and then the text line is 720-336-0897. So give me a holler, and uh, let's go to the phone lines. Let's go to Esther in Colorado Springs. Hi, Esther. Good. Hi, good afternoon, Pastor. 
Um, I'm having an issue that's really deeply, I, it makes me humbled because it sounds kind of carnal, but I, um, when my husband got dismissed from the hospital about a month ago, he'd been in there two and a half weeks, his heart went into a, they call it VTAC, it's a, it's a certain heart rhythm they couldn't get him out of. And so they had to put him under sedation and um, give him a breathing tube and give him some medicine to get his heart so that hopefully it won't go out of rhythm again. But I thought I would see him gain strength a little bit more after we'd been home a couple of weeks, and he has not been doing that well. Uh, The doctors gave him six months to live when we left the hospital. Um, We had felt like before they told us that, I had talked to a pastor's wife that, we had had in Georgia when we lived back there. And she said, I'm going to pray for God to give you, um, reveal how he wants you to pray. And so I started getting bold enough to ask the Lord, what do you want for my husband? And I felt like that he told me he wasn't finished with him here on the earth yet. And he felt the same thing after he prayed. Another friend of mine in Wisconsin felt the same thing. But I, it seems like I'm watching him sink a little more each day, and I'm willing to admit that I'm wrong. I don't have a problem with that. The right. Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar. My issue is with the grieving. Um, I'm totally blind. He's in a wheelchair. And because of our disabilities, it has molded us together in a love for each other that it's hard for other people who are not in similar situations to understand the depth of that love because the other person then becomes something to you that that no one else really can be. And so I'm having a real, it hurts me to say it, I'm having a real issue with anger against God. And I've had such a deep relationship with the Lord for so many years that I thought it was unshakable. Mm -hmm. And I'm finding out that I'm a whole lot more human than what I thought. I don't know how to pray because I'm very angry and I feel very faithless. And, you know, Esther, none of us can um, really understand exactly what you're going through because I'm not you. And right. these are real emotions that you're going through that shows, like you said, that you are human. And I think that, first of all, acknowledging it, that, that you have those feelings because the Lord knows anyway. He yeah, knows he our frame. He knows, but we're but us. He understands that. But to give that anger to him and... I want to encourage you because it is a time where the Lord desires to minister his comfort to you. And you are, that's part of the grieving process that you have begun. You know, the Lord told you that he, you know, and your husband through prayer, you sense that he wasn't through. Right. And what does that mean? It means that God has worked because listening to your testimony, 
is that your love has grown for each other. Yes, in a bond, extremely. In a, in, in a way that very few people really get the blessing of having. So you yes. see God is working during this time. And and it, it's it's that's how he's he's working. That's how he is um is ministering to you in that way and he's not through. You have today. You have your husband today. Yes. And every day is a gift and that's what I want to encourage you Esther to be thankful for today and then remember this that we have a living hope that comes through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Yes. And he didn't he didn't leave you without any hope. And even though the separation if if the Lord takes your husband in a week, in 6 months, in a year, in 6 years, the Bible says that he holds every breath that we take in his hands. And, yeah. and he's in the Lord's hands, and you can trust that. You know, one of the things that um, that at the end of the book of Revelation, that we are told that in heaven we will all be together, and we will all say together that righteous and true are your judgments, Lord. Wow. Righteous and true are your decisions. And we may not understand everything that's going on around us at the moment, but God is working in eternity's perspective and in eternity's view. And one day, we're all going to be together in heaven, and we're going to say, righteous and true are your decisions, Lord, and righteous and true are your judgments. And and we're going to have a fuller understanding. And on this side, we see through, you know, a mirror dimly, and we don't understand God's timings, but you can trust him and Esther to rest in him and and yeah. to know that part of the grieving process is you're going to struggle and you're going to, you know, feel these emotions, but to know that he loves you and he loves your husband and every breath that you guys take is in his hands and that you have a wonderful, glorious future in him. You know, yes. we belong to him. And that's, we got to keep that eternal perspective. Otherwise, we just get overwhelmed with the temporal. We get overwhelmed with the, the situation that we're in. Oh, gosh, and yes. I hope, and I hope that's an encouragement to you. And I just want to read to you from um, the book of Psalms as David, he would, you know, go through those times of difficulties and uncertainty and, and doesn't know what's going to happen. Uh, But he knew one thing that I hope that all of us would know, and that is that, Lord, hear my cry and attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth I will cry to you when my heart is overwhelmed, and lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you've been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy, and I will abide in your tabernacle forever, and I will trust in the shelter of your wings. That is, you're overwhelmed. You can go to him. Whatever emotion you're feeling, he loves you. And you can give him your emotions, and you're going to see that the Lord's going to show up to give you a peace that passes understanding, because that's what he wants to do. We want to have understanding, but yeah, he wants to give do. you a peace, a peace <laughs> that passes understanding, and he wants to give you a joy unspeakable, all because of the living hope that we have. So, Father, I pray for Esther. I just pray that you would bless her. Lord, help her and her husband during this time. We commit him to you. Every yes. breath he takes, every day. And, Lord, that they would see you, Lord, ministering 
and continuing to grow their love for each other, but, Lord, their love for you and, and to keep their eyes on you, Lord. And, and, Lord, you're the one that fashions our days. It's not yeah. the doctors. It's not anyone. It is you. And so, Lord, I commend him to you, and I commit Esther, yeah, my God. sister, and, Lord, through all the difficulties and the frailties that they have, that you would show yourself strong on their behalf. Lord, that you administer to Esther's heart and with her anger she would give to you and you would turn that anger to joy. And you would turn that anger to peace. And yeah. you, you would turn that, that anxiousness into, Lord, trust in you and resting in your love. And I just pray for that for Esther, that even right now she would perceive your presence, that she's not alone and she will not be alone that you with her and her husband every single day, and she can cry out to you when she feels like she's at the end of her world and to know that you will attend to her prayer and you hear her and love her. I just pray for your strength. I pray, I pray for healing. I pray for healing for her husband. Lord, we can ask because you yes. tell us that we can go to our loving Father and ask. So we do that in Jesus' name. You touch him. You minister to him. That, Lord, that you administer in every way to this precious couple. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank God you so you, much. Esther. That really helps me. God bless you, Esther. The Lord loves you. Remember that. He's with you, okay? Yes, God bless you. You too. I'm blessed Bye-bye. by your ministry. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, 303-690-3000. We've got a couple open lines. Love to see you grab one of those open lines, talk about the things of the Lord. It's hard when we go through difficulties and loss and sickness and disease, um, and, and we can't fully comprehend what somebody is feeling, but we can know this, that he didn't leave us without any hope, that he is our hope. And that's why Jesus came to die for our sins. He rose from the grave. And because he lives, we live as well. And it can be so hard and so overwhelming. And that's what my prayer and hope is uh, for all of us to be really established in this word and in his promises, even through the difficulties, and, and to continue to praise him and worship him and trust in his word. So, so give me, give me a, a call. Uh, 303-690-3000. In the meantime, let's go to Brenda in Denver. Hi, Brenda. Brenda, you there? Brenda was asking a question. I don't know if you dropped or or what, but uh, Brenda, we are going to answer your question anyway. She's not there. Okay. She asked, sharing the gospel with people who really don't want to, to hear it. Um, it is a good question because that's a struggle that a lot of us can go through. And uh, sharing the gospel with people that don't want to hear it, it's interesting that um, on Wednesday nights we're going through the book of Jeremiah. And Jeremiah had a ministry for 40 years. He's speaking to a nation that is not receptive to the message that he is giving. There's not one recorded convert that Jeremiah had um, that we see in the book of Jeremiah. And so it can't be hard, but we are to continue to share. We give the message and then continue to pray for those that you're sharing with. Continue to give the truth of God's word and 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 lift them up before the Lord. And, and I've always said that we be faithful to give the message. The Lord's responsible for the results. 
And sometimes, you know, there's one person that's that's planting, another that's watering. But as as Paul told the Corinthians, God, He gets the increase. Uh, so we want to continue to share with those who don't really want to hear it, but to do it in a way, in a loving way, uh, in a discerning way, but keep sharing. And the word of God will not return void is what the scripture says. So, um, you know, sometimes we think that because people aren't listening um, or we feel like that people will come against us, that we shouldn't share the gospel or share the truth. We can simply tell people what we know, that Jesus Christ loves them, died for them, um, and and that he is our salvation, and to continue to pray and give that message because you don't know always what God is doing with that. Sometimes people get convicted with that or they think about it or, or you know, somebody down the road confirms that to them. And um, so keep giving the message even when people don't hear because we don't always know what is going on in their heart. So just an encouragement. Brenda, if you want to talk more about it, please give me a call back. And I want to encourage you in any way that I can. Hey, 303-690-3000 is the number to call uh, for the call-in number. 720-336-0897 is the text line. Let's go to Pablo in Greeley. Hi, Pablo. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I just have a prayer request. Um, My son was uh, diagnosed on Friday with uh, Gravet syndrome, which is a rare form of epilepsy. And from everything we're being told, it's uh, fatal in children. That mm. most of them don't make it out of childhood, and um, he's going to be two. Wow! And uh, we're just—I uh, just ask for prayer for his doctors, and Perhaps. you know, and yeah. for my my family, and you know, especially for him. Um, Absolutely, absolutely, Father, we do pray uh, for Pablo for his son diagnosed with this this epilepsy this um that is very serious and lord we just commit his son to you just a couple years old and lord we just pray for your touch upon his body that we pray for your touch upon him personally and lord i pray for the doctors i pray for the medical team that is working with him that lord uh, that you give them wisdom that you would um, give them insight and if you choose to use them to bring healing and relief lord um lord we just lift this precious little boy up to you we just pray for pablo we just pray for strength for him for his family pray for wisdom pray for discernment uh for strength for comfort in every way during this difficult time so lord i just pray for his son. I just pray that you would bless, that you would minister, Lord, that you would heal, and that you would, um, Lord, that you would just bring everything that they need right now, every moment, every day that they need, uh, seeing that your grace is sufficient, but Lord, also that you're working in wonderful, wonderful ways. So I just lift all these things up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Hey, hey, Pablo, we'll be praying, okay? Okay. Thank okay. you. God. Um, it is um, difficult when we see our children are sick and uh, when there's serious issues for any of our loved ones. So uh, we're certainly going to be praying for Pablo and and for his son. And um, if you need prayer, uh, give me a call, 303-690-3000. Text line is 
0897. I believe we got a couple open lines, but we'll go to Olga in Aurora. Olga? Yes. Thank you. You're on Calvary Live. You bet. Thank you. I'm calling to see. I need some help. My Uh son went through divorce in December. The children's custody is 50-50. One week her, one week him. But the problem is she's nonstop harassing him. If it's not the uniform, it's the sheet. If it's not the shoes, it's the socks. When he moved out of the house, he bought everything for the kids. Mm-hmm. You didn't take him to the doctor. It's a week late. You should have taken him to the doctor. The, the kids are okay. But she's harassing uh-huh. for everything. I just don't know how to pray anymore. Okay. Let's pray. It's, okay. it's so okay. hard it's... for my son. She's, try, she's trying to make his, his living. Yeah. You know, she's having a hard time with uh, right. to make ends meet. You know, she got everything, the house, child support, custody. Um, yeah. I mean, um, even even she gets $1,000 a month, and yeah. I don't know what's the problem. I don't know. Well, Olga, let's pray, because in a situation like this, as a mother hurting for her son in this situation, it could be so overwhelming. And so we're going to commit it to the Lord. And I want to encourage you, Olga, keep praying and, um, and, and just uh, keep your focus on the Lord and, um, and for him to strengthen your heart and encourage you so you can minister to your son. So, Father, I pray for Olga. She hurts for her son. She hurts for this situation because divorce is so painful. It is so painful um, to see families that are severed and strained because of divorce. It's hard but all the circumstances that come with it. So I just pray for her son. I just pray that, Lord, that somehow you begin to bring some healing, some understanding, clarity, some peace into the situation, Lord, uh, that you would do that. And I pray for Olga, who hurts for her son, that you would just give her peace. And, Lord, that, um, that you would just give her strength that she needs and that you would just minister to her, Lord, through this situation, um, and Lord, that you're the one that can bring that healing and restoring and forgiveness and, and, and Lord, help deal with the anger and the confusion and all of this. So, Lord, we just pray that you would um, just show yourself strong on behalf of, of her son, on Olga, and everyone involved, the kids, um, and in an amazing way. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm so sorry, Thank Olga, that you're going you. through this and your son. Okay. Thank you, Pastor. We'll be... But how should I pray for her? I've been praying for her that God would soften her heart. I've That's been praying you... that God yeah. will bless her. But... You keep praying that. You keep okay. praying that. You okay. keep praying that. And you keep praying that, Lord, that you would just touch and that you would just bring healing, that you just, you know, Lord, work in this situation. Sometimes we don't know exactly how to pray, but the Lord understands that. And even in Romans chapter 8, it declares to us that when we're overwhelmed, that the Holy Spirit will help us intercede on our behalf to help us pray according to his will. And he takes those groanings and and in those times where you're overwhelming, it just feels like, man, I'm just kind of, I don't know exactly what to pray, that the Lord is there. And likewise, as Romans chapter 8, 
The Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray or as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. He's going to help you. He's going to guide you, and he's going to take what you're feeling, even when it feels like, I don't know exactly what words to express, and he's going to intercede on your behalf. All right? Thank you. Thank you. God Olga, you. Olga, I want you to always remember that there is hope in Jesus. I know. Will you hang on to that. There's Thank always you. hope in the Lord. So you keep praying and keep drawing Thank close to him. All right. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. God bless you. We'll keep praying, Olga. Hey, we're getting ready to go to break. Um, we got an uh, open line, but we'll get back to the callers as soon as the break is over. 303-690-3000. Stay tuned to the second half of Calvary Live coming up next. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. And you just heard those two numbers that you can call in and be uh, part of the show by asking questions or giving prayer requests. And then the text line was given as well, 720-336-0897. And uh, so text me a question. Love to just uh, answer your questions or pray for you and as time permits. Uh, but we do have an open line, so 303-690-3000. I am Jeff Figs of Calvary Greeley here with you on this beautiful afternoon. I want to welcome everyone who's listening in on this afternoon. Pray that you're having a, uh, a blessed day. Maybe perhaps you're with the kids uh, after school. Maybe you are taking a walk on this beautiful day out in the park. Maybe you're in traffic whatever. I hope that we're a blessing to you. So give me a call and let's talk about the things of the Lord. And uh, I just want to give a quick, quick shout out um, to, um, you know, just uh, if you're in the Greeley area to check us out, calvarychapelgreeley.org, O-R-G is on Wednesday nights. We're in the book of Jeremiah, incredible study. Um, and so so much that is there for and very relevant for us today, the things that we're seeing around our society, our nation, our culture. Um, and then also we just started Matthew's Gospel on Sunday morning. It's going to be an incredible study. We just went through chapter 1. And so 8, 9, 30, 11 o'clock on Sunday mornings. Check us out on our website, calvarychapelgreeley.org. Love to meet you. Love to minister to you and serve you and your family. Uh, we're easy to find up here in the Greeley area. So I'd uh, love to have you come out and, and see us and meet you. Well, in the meantime, let's go to Mark in, in Aurora. Hi, Mark. Hi, Pastor. How are you? Good. Thanks for waiting. Um. Yeah, I wanted to call in because of hearing Esther um, uh-huh. and uh, the challenging situation that she's going through. And I, I wanted to encourage her and share some things where God has come through in absolutely impossible situations in my own life. You know, I, I'm reading the Bible in a whole different way now. All okay. of those promises that are in Scripture— they are literally lifting off the pages, and I'm yeah. walking them right now, and it's blowing me away. Um, I had heard someone say that when you go through tragedy, that's when God speaks 
with a megaphone. And I, I have experienced that. Unfortunately, my family has gone through some tragedy. Um, after 30 years of marriage and six kids, um, my wife decided to walk out on the family and left with a boyfriend. And I'm so we sorry. went through the whole tragedy of going through a divorce. I did not want the divorce, but um, she pushed it. Because of that, um, one instance of many where God came through like a flood we moved from Boston, Massachusetts to Colorado. I pulled on a retirement account for the relocation, and we got an interesting love letter from the state of Colorado um, saying that I owed them $5,000, <clears> which I didn't have because of the divorce and everything that mm-hmm. went through. And this particular Saturday night, Satan was just playing games with my head. You know, throwing things at me, you are going to lose your family, you are going to lose your house, you are going to lose your job, everything is going to come crashing down. This was going on all night long. The the next day, Sunday, the only way I could describe it was through muscle memory, because I was in a fog. Somehow I managed to stumble my way into church. It was one of those times where I just wanted to be invisible. I didn't want to Mm -hmm. talk to anybody because the pain was so incredibly severe. I quickly went to my normal seat. I didn't want to look at anybody because I didn't want them to see the tears just coming down my face. I was in so much pain. And it was interesting that the pastor that particular Sunday um, preached on James 1, consider it pure joy, my brothers, when whenever you, you face trials of many things, because you know right. that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete. You know, I literally felt like Jesus himself came down and sat right next to me, and put his arm around me, and I felt like he was saying, I got this. Yeah, and you know, and it's it's an encouragement, because uh, what you're saying, Mark, is an encouragement to others who feel like when they go through just these times of trials and difficulties and loss, that first of all, Lord, have you separate your love from me? We know that Romans chapter 8 says that, you know, even through uh, distress and and uh, tribulation and uh, famine, whatever it may be, that he, our love is not separated from him. Um, and, and Paul was one that certainly experienced that. But also that in trials that God, he doesn't allow us to go through trials to do us in uh, and to wipe us out, but to build us up and to make us stronger and to bring us into maturity and for us to see that he's real, uh, for us to to grow in faith. Um, and that's a hard, hard thing in a refining work. There's different things that the Lord does as we go through those times. And so, um, Mark, I appreciate your encouragement because the Lord is with us. His promises are still true. His love remains with us. And, um, and I pray that all who are going through difficulties and trials right now that are listening to us, the Lord loves you and his word is still true to you. And, he is one that um, he wants to do a work in our hearts, and and um, 
You know, it's the popular messages today in the church is, you know, all about the best of you and, you know, the champion in you and every day's a Friday. Well, not every day's a Friday. And, and, and we go through trials and Jesus said, you will have tribulation, but be a good cheer for I've overcome the world. And it's in those times that we need to be established in his word and to remember his faithfulness and to, to let him do a work that he wants to do through the pain and, and all of that. Paul talks a lot about that in Second Corinthians. And so I appreciate your encouragement, Mark, and to Esther and to all those who are listening. We're going to continue on. Let's go to Philadelphia where Brandon's been waiting on line one. Brandon? Brandon, are you there? I don't know if Brandon's there or not. So um, Brandon had a call. Um, so uh, Brandon, you had a question on speaking on tongues. If you got a chance, give me a call back. And um, and let me just check and make sure that maybe perhaps. Okay, we're going to move on. Let's go to Tim then in Denver. Tim, you there? Tim, you there? I don't know. Tim from Denver had a praise and thanks injury to spine. Um, thanks, guys, for help. So, uh, Tim, if you get a chance to call back. Um, so I don't know if we got all open lines. Let me check my caller screen here. And we do have some open lines, so 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And uh, Tim, are you back on line two? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, there we go. You know, we have to push buttons and connect yeah. and all that. And sometimes it just, uh, we have to kind of filter through it. So I'm glad you were able to stay on the line. So how yes. are you today? Oh, fine. How are you? I just want to say the Calvary ministry is the most beautiful thing I've ever heard, the most a stabilizing force I've ever had in my life. I listen to it all the time whenever I can. And uh, I just want to give a a short recap of an impossible situation I was left in after a devastating accident in early Mm -hmm. 2012. Nobody listened to me. Uh, My lower spine was badly hurt. You can't even tell when it's hurt. Uh, Somehow they wanted to bolt my neck together, and my neck was never injured. Uh, and I fought against it, praying the Psalms. My attorney would never listen to me. Uh, mm-hmm. I prayed the Psalms, and I didn't. I didn't fight with the attorney, and I didn't got, never went to court. I got out of the case. My lower body fell apart, not my neck. And somehow, three and a half years later, I was led to work. I was literally. I, I had to leave town. Everything fell apart. Went to Glenwood Springs in the Roaring Fork Valley, finally, three and a half years later, got the low-spine MRI for the first time. <laughs> it took, I, wow. I all hunted it all down. Now I'm so close with uh, my body was, one side was just knocked completely off from the shoulder and the mm. pelvic area, totally out of balance. The Lord showed me one night, a voice came to me, and I want to say this is possible for anybody in the world, because I think I, I just believed in him so much. And when you when you have to lean on the Lord and listen to like Carrie Job sing the Revelation song over and over and over again, yeah. uh, it was the most beautiful thing in the world. And he rewarded me. A voice came to me one night. I could barely walk. I had a brain movement disorder. It was diagnosed at the University of Colorado. 
I had a tough time coordinating anything on my left side. A voice came and showed me how to make the perfect shoe lift that balanced my shoulder and moved my hip in the position. Uh, I ended up going to Glenwood Springs, and uh, I just said, if I can't get help, maybe I can help some other people. I was a therapist. I was been blessed to find so many people in hopeless positions that I could kind of help and get in the right place. And I just want to say that instead of panicking, I just prayed the Psalms in 2012 and 13, and the Lord blessed me with a voice that is so unbelievable. You can't tell if it's a baritone or a tenor. The voice is so uh-huh. majestic. It said, get some cardboard, cut it, put it in different layers up front on the outside left of your shoe, bring it down to the arch, get duct tape, do it now, just do it. Can you imagine if you heard from the Lord? Yeah. That's what he'd say. Just do it. Yeah. And uh, suddenly it all made perfect sense. I cut this stuff up. I layered the stuff. And somehow I could swivel my body back into a walking position. And it, I just want to say, for anybody out there who's struggling, who's got a problem, uh, just never give up. Never give up. I'm working. My body, the blood flow on my lower right, lower body was kind of compromised. I finally got to a vascular surgeon. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I met a spinal specialist six years after the accident. I had 50, 60 visits, got my spine lined up. My back was almost broken in this accident. Uh, I, I, I got to where I needed to get to simply because I never gave up. And uh, yeah. I just Good. want to say your, your the ministry Lord. is the, greatest, the gr- most wonderful ministry in the whole wide world. Oh, well, thank you. Appreciate the encouragement, Tim. And and uh, it sounds like the Lord's really shown himself strong in your behalf. And, and uh, Father, I just pray for Tim. I just pray that you continue to just uh, strengthen him, just, uh, just continue to work uh, ministering to him physically, emotionally, spiritually. I thank you that he's growing in the Word. He's growing in your love uh, as he listens to this radio station. And, and, Lord, just thank you for Tim and his encouragement. And it does encourage others that the Lord, that you love us and you uh, are one that, Lord, uh, you just want to, um, Lord, just work in our lives. You care about every area of our lives. I just pray that uh, we would, Lord, just continue in every way, whatever we're going through, uh, to look to you and that Tim would too and just experiencing your faithfulness um, and your goodness and your grace, Lord, your incredible grace in Jesus' name. Amen. 303-690-3000. Got plenty of time in the show left for you to give a call. Grab one of those open lines. Let's go to Kevin in Fort Collins. Kevin? Hey. Hi, Kevin. How are you How doing are today? You? God bless you. Good. You too, Kevin. You're Brother on Calvary Rich. Live. Yeah, thank you. I'm going to turn my radio down. Yeah. Uh, there okay. you go. I'm uh, here to, to praise the Lord, and I got some uh, good news to tell, and... Um, and also, mm-hmm. I'm a little disappointed with some of the Christians, and I and I wanted to talk about um, some of the things that I've done. So, for example, yesterday I went down into Denver and I fed 40 homeless people, and um, mm-hmm. I'll tell you, you know, I never saw so much joy and happiness out of those people. I sat in front of a food cart, and um, and I just watched them. I say, well, I talked to the food cart person. I said, you know, just bring it up, and when it's done, we'll put it on my gold amex here and um and sure enough you know they just kept coming through coming through and each one of them i'll tell you they were prime and ready to hear the the good news of the lord after they enjoyed that sandwich they were like i sat down Mm -hmm. with them with the bible and 
you know, and each one of them, I asked them their story, and it was just some, so marvelous. But, you know, when I was down there, I saw some, like, Jehovah Witness, for example, standing on the side. I said, look, why don't you give them some food instead of giving them watchtower? You know, and that's uh-huh. kind of the, 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 the thing that I'm going after here is I think the Bible's more literal than what people take it for, and that sometimes we literally have to go out of our comfort zone and do good. You know, like, how many Christian men are at home, you know, masturbating to porn when they could be out there okay. doing goodwill for God? Kevin, Kevin, this is a kind of a family show, so you want to be careful, and and I know you're doing good, and I know you're excited, but I'm going to kind of cut you off right here. And um, the Lord called you to go down and to give some food, and the Lord blessed it, and give thanks to him. And um, and what other people do is is something that you have no control over. Uh, but, um, you know, just keep faithful to what the Lord is doing. And I'm going to go ahead, and I'm just going to kind of move on in what we need to do. Uh, some of the text questions that have come in, one of the text questions is, what are some of the religious signs of the last day? I'm just kind of starting from the beginning, the first one that came in. And the Bible does talk about some religious signs that would happen. Jesus that um, he uh, talked about the signs of the time, um, and uh, there are different signs um, that there will be earthquakes and pestilence, and there will be um, you know, famines and things like that, wars and rumors of wars, but there's also some of the religious signs that he said. And number one, he said there will be false Christs. Uh, Jesus warned that that would happen in the times. Second of all, false prophets and teachers. Uh, and the Bible gives warning throughout that, uh, all throughout the Bible and in the New Testament. Um, and then there's going to be false apostles as well. And Paul warned about false apostles who are deceitful men, workmen, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. And then there is increasing apostasy, that there's going to be an end-time apostasy uh, that's going to involve a massive defection from the truth of God's Word. So those are the things that we see um, that are the signs of the end times. Uh, we got a couple open lines. You've got plenty of time to ask your question, 303-690-3000. I believe we do have Brandon, that, uh, Brandon from Philadelphia. You yes, there, Brandon? Yes, are you there? Yeah, I'm there. How are you? Hey, how are you? I'm doing well. Good, good. You got All right, a question? And it's Jeff, right? I wanted to get your name yes. right. Yes, you're correct. Okay, cool. Well, I'm glad I, I reached you. And you got a question for me? Yes, I do. So I had two questions, if that's okay. Okay, we'll try to get them in real quick. Okay, yeah. So the first one was, uh, here's a quick uh, introduction to it. I just was was overhearing a lot of these uh, uh, followers of Jesus coming, and I commend you for for listening to all their anecdotal conversation. Uh, that's very impressive, and I applaud you. I am particularly interested in what you think the Bible says, or maybe outside of of the Bible in your studies of of the Christian faith. What do you think about counseling and psychology? Well, yeah, and there's there's a lot of that and a lot of discussion on that. Uh, I, I follow, it was Paul the Apostle when he was writing to the church at Corinth, or not Corinth, to the church at Colossae, 
And he says something very important because I'm one that I'm a strong believer in the infallibility, uh, inspiration, um, in the, um, you know, sufficiency of the word of God that is true for us. And, and God's word is powerful. And, um, and that is truth. It, it doesn't just contain truth. It is truth from mm-hmm. Genesis to Revelation. Paul says something really important. He says that um, in Christ is hidden all the treasures of, of uh, wisdom and knowledge. And then he says, Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy, empty deceit, according to the traditions of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. So mm-hmm. there's a warning given in Scripture about you know, being cheated through philosophy, empty deceit, traditions of men, according to basic principles of the world. Um, mm-hmm. There is a lot of psychologizing um, of the faith today that is contrary to the Word of God. The Word of God is, again, sufficient. It is truth. It is for us today. And mm-hmm. and I believe that for me, my ministry is to stay true to the Word of God, to give the Word of God. Uh, mm-hmm. It's alive and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. It is truth. Um, and it is something for us today. The Word of God doesn't change. Psychology changes theories and all of that all the time. The Word of God is sure. It is certain. It is true. So I'm a firm believer in giving the Word of God uh, to people. All right. Uh, thank you for answering that question. I I guess I would like to continue talking to you about that, if that's okay. Got just a couple minutes, but... Okay. Um, but yeah, so what else do you got on your yeah. mind? Yeah, so I guess in, in line with that, I'll just skip to that instead of going to my second question. Is I understand that. I think that's a, a great warning to all, all of God's followers that there is a lot of worldly knowledge that is out there to deceive mm-hmm. us and to uh, take us off of His path. And and get away from get us away from His word. But I I believe uh, personally that there is some good in psychology and counseling. There and I don't think it con- contradicts what the Bible teaches. I think it actually a lot of times follows what the Bible is is teaching. And I think I see it as God has created trees. God has created medical staff who can who can who. The the Bible, uh, you know, can't uh, God? Yes, God can heal us, but He also have human beings who can uh, that He can work through that can uh, heal sure. us in the sense of surgeries and and things like that. Doctors. Well, I think the same way in psychology as psychologists that God created people who have knowledge of the mind and who are here to help to that He uses to heal our minds and our conscience and our our, our you know our th- things like that. So does that kind of I know what you're saying. Yeah, it it doesn't change how I see it, but I I know where you're going with it, and I know that um, that there's an understanding and study of the mind, a study of emotions and stuff. Um, But I'm a firm believer in the Word of God. I don't want to be cheated through philosophy. I don't want to be cheated through uh, you know basic principles of you know of man and stuff that does contradict the Word of God. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to take the Word of God over man's philosophy. I'm going to take the Word of God over man's intellect, and I'm going to trust in the Word of God. 
And, and that's because uh, I believe in the sufficiency of the Word of God. I believe in the infallibility and inspiration of the Word of God, and that yeah. for it is for us today. So um, that, that's that's my ministry, and that's what I'm committed to, okay. um, giving people the truth. So, hey, appreciate your call. All right. Thank you, Jeff. God bless you, man. All right. Give me God a call back. Have okay. A good, have a great okay. day. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. All right, well, we got some time left. Let's go to Maryland where Daniel's been waiting. Hi, Daniel. Hello, how are you doing, Pastor? Good, how are you today? I'm doing, uh, doing very well. Um, just, kind of, uh, just kind of nervous. This Sunday I'm preaching on, on Nehemiah, and it's the first time I've ever been asked to do pulpit supply. Um, it's a church kind of far away, and uh, uh-huh. just kind of nervous. I was wondering if you had any tips and of course if um if i could have a prayer that'd be wonderful if you could have a prayer over me that'd be wonderful well that's the one thing that's going to help is prayer i you know i remember the first time that i taught i was so nervous um and and still you know that the nerves are there when i go up and teach and and that's okay because the lord's gonna be with you he's gonna speak through you and the, the main thing is just be prepared with your message and just allow the lord to speak through you and and what a privilege. It's exciting. I love to hear that. And it, it is a privilege and an honor to give the Word of God. And Amen. so you just, you just depend on Him, and He's going to see you through. All right? Awesome. Thank you, Pastor. You know, D- Daniel, I think sometimes he has me up there to show that if he can use me, um, that he can use anybody <laughs> to give the Word of God. <laughs> and, of course, we oh, know in the you. Scriptures— he used a donkey, didn't he, to give the word of God? So he can use us, and he'll use you. And so, Father, I just pray for Daniel. I just pray that you would anoint him when he teaches, that you would speak through him, that as he prepares and, and he does his part in getting ready, uh, workmen who need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, that you would just give him the peace and, and um, his confidence is in you, not in himself. And, Lord, just help him to teach and that your word would bless uh, those that are going to hear it and uh, accomplish what it was sent forth to do. And Nehemiah is such an incredible book, such an encouragement Nehemiah was for him to be able to share that. I know it's going to be a blessing. So we pray that you would bless him as he teaches. He's open to, Lord, you leading him and guiding him and empowering him. And, Lord, take your word and work it deep within the hearts of your people that it may be worked out in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Daniel? Okay, Daniel, we'll be praying for you. Hey, we got a little bit of time left, and so while we got a little time, let's go to Neil in Aurora. Hi. Hey, Neil, I got just a couple minutes left. You got a prayer request, and then then we'll go to prayer. Okay. Yeah, I just need some prayer on uh, a place to go. My my wife lost her job, and uh, we had to move out of our house. So everything's in a storage unit, and we just need prayer on uh, direction and and where to where to where to go. Okay, absolutely, Father. I pray for Neil as they got this situation where they got everything in storage. That you would open a place for them to move into, to be able to go to and find the housing they need, uh, the means to move. Lord, that you would provide. Uh, Lord, that you would work. And so uh, you care about every area of our lives where we live. So I just lift this up to Neil and um, his family. Um, 
everyone involved, Lord, that you would just uh, open those doors, lead them to the right place, to a safe place, um, just provide for them financially and um, in every way uh, because you care about our needs and you will supply our needs in Christ Jesus is what the word says. So I pray that you would do that for Neil and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Be praying for you, Amen. Neil. Okay, you. Neil, keep me up. Keep us updated so we can continue to pray for you. All right? Okay. okay. Thank you, sir. Okay. Well, we're coming to the end of the show and appreciate everybody that's called. And, and um, you know, I just want to encourage you. I think one of the things that we've talked about today is the Lord cares about every area of our lives, whether we're uh, afflicted physically, whether we need, um, you know, the Lord's comfort and direction when it comes to family, when it comes to our needs. And, and again, what we see around this going on in the world, there can be so much uncertainty and there's trials and there's difficulties, but the Lord loves you and he still wants to work on your behalf and, and to, um, Lord, to, to, for you to just turn to him and to trust him and trust his word. And uh, for us as brothers and sisters to encourage one another in the truth of God's word. And I hope that we can do that. So, um, you know, sometimes we think, Lord, do you see me? Do you know what I'm going through? Do you care about me? And he does. He does. And so hang on to him. Hang on to his word. Keep growing in his love. Uh, keep growing in his grace. And allow him uh, to show his faithfulness to you and his grace to you in every way. And uh, that's my prayer. Hey, it's good to uh, show today. Thank you, everybody that participated in the show. Have a good evening. Everybody drive safe, and we'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.